Hey, this is Candy the Final Girl, the hostess of the House of Screams Horror Podcast. And I'm here to talk to you about Paul Bearer Press, who has been so awesome to us, and we wear their gear all the time. Um, you can go to my Instagram at Candy the Final Girl to see some of the most amazing stuff that I've gotten from them. But just head to PaulBearerPress.com today and explore a catacomb of horrors where classics such as Suspiria, The Evil Dead, Maniac, Return of the Living Dead, and so much more. Don't miss out on your chance to live your nightmares. Become a creature of the night with Paul Bearer Press. And here's a treat for you, our loyal followers and listeners. Use the promo code HOUSESCREAM10. That's H-O-U-S-E-S-C-R-E-A-M-1-0. At the checkout, and you'll get an extra 10% off all apparel. Some restrictions may apply, such as a sale or anything like that that's going on. But otherwise, get in there, get yourself something amazing, and tag me in your post. Thanks a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I remember the first time watching this, in particular the scene where Julie is already the zombie and she's she's putting all of the various uh, devices through her skin. And I remember thinking, that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. What the fuck is wrong with her? Don't worry about it. Don't you ever feed her, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Children of the night. What music they make. Without being killed. I'm Candy, the final girl. Where are we? Where we're meant to be. And I'm Shaun of the Dead. If we would have left when you wanted to, he would have never made it to level seven. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight on the House of Screams, we are talking about the 1993 Brian the film, Return of the Living Dead 3. We have Crystal. How could you eat that man? We have Dave German. Julie, are you eating him? You should stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Erica Wright. And I don't have a quote because there are not a ton of 
awesome quotes here. This uh, is I love that one. That is understandable. Brains. I, I just approve of you being a trioxin. Um, this was Shaun of the Dead's pick so he is going to start out the conversation on Return of the Living Dead 3 alright so for those of you that watched this and absolutely hated it I apologize Um, (laughs) we remember Deadly Friend and that was a a bad pick for all of you Um, I I found this movie not long after it hit uh, VHS uh, which would have been late 93 early 94 I was 14 um, and this, I was already a fan of the original and uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Two. They were staples in my house, watched them all the time, rented them all the time. Um, and so I can't remember, Candy had asked me because I had a subscription to Fangoria for a long time when I was a kid, uh, thanks to my dad. And she had asked me if I remembered the issue for this. And I do remember it. I just can't remember if I watched this because of that issue or if I found the issue because I had seen this, I do distinctly remember seeing the cover for this. Um, in the, it came the video out before store. the film, like I think yeah, about yeah. a month or two. Yeah. And, but I do remember seeing the cover art for this in the, in the uh, video store. Um, probably, you know, the main reason I rented it was because of the cover. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. alluring. Um, and, I, I got this movie and watched it and I absolutely fell in love with this. And, you know, it, 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 it is vastly different from the original Return of the Living Dead. Um, and I, I do have some nitpicks about it. I, I have more now that I'm older uh, and, and I guess you could say wiser when it comes to watching horror films. Uh, but I still love it. It's still a, a nostalgic throwback for me. Um, I remember the first time watching this, in particular, the scene where Julie is already the zombie and she's she's putting all of the various uh, devices through her skin. And I remember thinking, that's going in the spank bank because <laughs> it was it was just that tracks. There was there was something very Clive Barker ish about it. Um, Hellraiser being one of the first horror movies I ever watched and it's you know the Cenobites have always stuck with me as being like this very sexual very um, that's what I told him I said no puzzle boxes for you right yeah no puzzle boxes I'm cut off but <laughs> this the story in this isn't great you know but it's 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 supposed to be a love story um, you can see that it's got you know a little bit of like you know Bride of Frankenstein um, you know, Romeo and Juliet, you know, it's got all of these different, you know, uh, uh, pieces that, that Brian Usna has pulled from. And, you know, I mean, I love Brian Usna because of society and he's Can went we on animator? and he's went on to do some, some other interesting things. Um, Bride of reanimator beyond reanimator, the dentist, you know, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, but this was, I remember when I first watched this, I don't even, I don't think I had seen reanimator at this point and but it's you know this is one of those films that it's because i i watched this and i learned you know who brian usner was i was able to backtrack you know and you know this has got um uh, scott johnson on uh special effects huh or steve johnson steve johnson my bad um and this is you know i mean it's there there are some names in this that you know, will go on to do really amazing things in horror cinema. But, you know, this just every time I watch this, it takes me back to when I was 14. Um, my mom, for the longest time, she hated 
the fact that I was into horror movies. At this point in my life, she had kind of backed off of that and realized that like I had rebelled and there was nothing she could do to stop me. But she always had this thing and it was a Friday night. I, she would take me to the video store. I could get a couple of movies and she would take me to Subway because Subway was, was the thing in the early 90s. Um, this was before Jared was a fucking creep. But, but uh, yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Um, That's a real horror movie right there. I can't. But but my my distinct memory of this, the first time I watched it was sitting in my room on the edge of my bed, eating a steak and cheese sub from Subway and thanking the monkey. And having the lights out and watching this. And yeah, so uh, that's that's my first take. We'll we'll pass it on from there. <laughs> I would like to just jump in really quick. I was kind of like not feeling Return of Living Dead 3. Um because um Spoiler alert, our next episode, and we're doing things the best way that we can on the house that screams and sort of doing things in order the best we can. So we're doing two next. Um, I'm a big fan of Return Living Dead 2. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you're so sacrilegious. But the first movie's <laughs> great. It's, of course, the first movie's fucking great. It spawns sequels. I mean, it's a, it's it's like iconic. It's the first perfect score on our show. But uh Two was, you know, cheesy, whatever, but I love it. And we'll get into that when we do two. But three, I'm kind of like, you're losing me. I mean, the, there's Brian Usna like trademarks in it. It very much feels like a Brian Usna film, especially Brighter Reanimator. It feels very much. And, you know, he's gone on record to say that, you know, he did all the things that he did with Julie and, and wanted to have that journey because, you know, his female monster and Brighter Reanimator did not get a lot of screen time. Um, but, you know, I, I respect the hell out of Brian Usa. He's wacky. He's bonkers. And we've talked about him a lot on this show. Yeah. And recently, we we I think we covered dolls. And <laughs> Brian Usa's all over the fucking place. <laughs> yeah. yeah doll. uh, I, like dolls, we, I think I was maybe one of the nicer people to dolls. I, I, no, I, I, me and Crystal you. and I picked it I as, I as a team. So I Crystal I like and I were the nicest. But yeah. But, you know, like, he's all over the place. And, you know, I, yeah, I'm like, Sean, society is fucking the tits. I love it. I love it. But, um, you know, there, there's um, an iconic moment, of course, in the first film that we talked about with the fan of the flames, you know, um, Frank takes off his wedding ring and puts himself into the incinerator. And, okay. Um, but And we get this ending. So this is really about the love story. And I can't, you know, I like love stories. I'm just like that person, you know. <laughs> Love my God with the wind shit. You know, I love love stories, um, even if they're not happy. So, you know, we get this this ending, which was my opening quote. Where are we? Where we're meant to be, you know, they put themselves, you know, he puts them in the incinerator. But, but you know, with the love story, you kind of throw me out there in the middle, Brian Yusna and writer that I didn't write down your name. Penny, maybe? Penny something. It starts with a P. Anyway, doesn't matter. John. Was I wrong? John Penny. Penny, quick, John Penny. I was, I was very close. Look at me not writing stuff down and getting it right. I'm surprised, very surprised. But anyway, um, it's like so he knows that she's dead. He brings her back to life. He knows, and they see this really awful thing happen. But he still is like, I'm so in love, and I hate my dad, so I'm gonna bring her back to life, and this can't possibly go wrong. And I'm like, dude, come on, okay. And I'm still, I'm still invested. You know, I'm still going. But when he fucks her. When she's dead, after she's already eaten brains and she's thinking about the, eating that guy while she, while he's fucking her. And then he's thinking she's moaning about that, but she's like shoving that thing through her hand. And it's like, 
okay, you know this is necrophilia and you're fine with it. Love love is saving the day. Love is making this an acceptable thing. And it's not okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how far do you have to stretch your mind to go, I'm fucking a corpse, but it's okay because I love the corpse. And it's fine that she ate brains because I'm going to make sure she doesn't do it anymore. So I'm going to like really get another trip to pound town. I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I can't remember exactly when I saw this. I think it was like when I was like, I don't know, freshman or sophomore in college ish age. And um, I was also drawn to the cool cover art. Because uh, Julie is uh, really cool with all those uh, homemade piercings. And uh, I, I think I'd seen some of Brian Usna's other films. Like, um, I'd definitely seen The Dentist and had seen Society. But also, I don't think I had seen Reanimator at that time because I did not have access to it. I, oh, no. Um, none of the local rental places had it, and I ended up eventually getting um, a used VHS uh, from Amazon or something or eBay for like over fifty dollars, and that was wow. uh, before they had like any, I don't know, DVD you know reissues. Although it seems like there was some kind of DVD special edition that came out a few months after I spent a bunch on a used VHS. <laughs> But whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I I wasn't like super impressed with it when I saw it. It was the R-rated version. And then I realized that there was also an unrated version that um, showed like a lot more of the gore and kind of like the body modification uh, scene with the R-rated version just cut that down to almost nothing, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So seeing the unrated version definitely helped um that that said i i feel like it isn't you know like it's definitely not on par with the original return of the living dead it wasn't terrible um but it, it just wasn't like didn't have quite the same magic we'll say i will agree with that all right david crystal um you guys got something to say no, you go ahead first. Go ahead first. I don't know why we're still taking out anger on Dave's choice of children shouldn't play with dead things, but I feel extremely punished here. <laughs> I hate I all know of you. it's mainly me with children shouldn't play with dead things. I'll take the blame. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, don't know. I did not like it. Um, I got so, my revenge with pieces. So what had happened was I this whole series missed me. Somehow. Yeah, I was oh, no. shocked. You've never seen the first one. No, never seen the first one. No. And, oh. and I've been I've been a little under the weather for the last like week or so. We started watching the first one. Yeah, a couple days ago. <laughs> Beginning of the week. And I fell asleep on it every time. <laughs> Not that it was a bad movie or anything. I it's just I was medicated. So I finally watched the end of that today at work. Um, but we watched this one last night. And oh boy, um, this was a movie and uh, not a good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad touch no-no zones. Um, and <laughs> it touched me in a no-no zone. Um, <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, e even David was struggling. Normally, at least one of us is like, no, we got this. We can do this, whatever. Um, I, this one, I, I looked at the cover art for it. And I was like, wait a minute, what part? Of, when is this in the movie? So yeah. like an hour and like 10 minutes in, you get that. Um, but whoever the continuity director was for this film, I don't think that word meant what he thought it meant. I think it was the homeless guy. Riverman. I was like, wait a minute, that don't match up. That don't match up. So um, I I got the like love story out of it and everything, but I just shook my head and, and kept looking at David. And then he was looking at me and, you know. That's a big of a love song. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm being punished. <laughs> this is not uh, the worst movie I've ever seen, though. No. Uh, well, I... I just want to say, I think uh, to to kind of uh, zoom out a little bit, I think you're allowed, Sean, you shouldn't ever feel guilty about loving a movie because you, when you came across it as a kid, you loved it. You're allowed to hold on to that. You know, there are plenty of movies that I love because I saw them when I was 12 and I still, you know, you forgive them as you get older, you recognize their flaws and their, right. and, you, and you, you forgive them that because they gave you joy when you were 12 years old or yeah. in your case, something to spank off to, which is fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I, the other day I was, um, I'm a, I, I subscribed to the criterion channel, which is by the way, the best, like 10 bucks a month you'll ever spend. And I was watching war of the gargantulas. You remember that one? Oh, wow. That, that kaiju film with the green and brown. They were like, Frankenstein clones. Anyway, yeah, yeah, really not a good movie, but I loved it so much when I was like seven, and I was watching. Just I was just getting so much pleasure out of it because I was remembering what it did for me then. You're so you're allowed to you're allowed to love a movie uh, that you loved when you were. I mean, even Dawn of the Dead, the the, the original one, the one that is you know, one of my favorite movies ever. It's not a perfect film. I mean, it's got flaws in it, but I forgive it because I love it. I love I love the feeling it gave me when I first saw it, um, and and I can still you know reach back and uh, enjoy that so you're, you never have to apologize for loving them yeah either. it's it's not it's not me apologizing for me it's the fact that when we do this i have to subject the rest of you to my choices and so <laughs> i i feel a little guilty for that sorry crystal no, you don't feel guilty <laughs> i'm the only person who doesn't feel guilty about like shit like pieces and stuff i feel no guilt whatsoever <laughs> now the only guilt i ever felt was over two movies we did really 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 early on you'll remember this daniel we did hard rock <laughs> zombies and i wanted to kill myself and i picked because i made the schedules up until the season yeah like, that was that my pick i hated the rough. movie why did i make everyone else watch it and then video dead which i think i disappointed two people that that guested because they actually liked the movie i'm like oh did you think we like this no 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 so i chose to never do that again never <laughs> So and I, and I and I think I think it's hilarious. Uh, it, you know, we got it running on the TV right now. The the uh, the girl Julie, the main girl in it. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. she's supposed to be all moody and I guess sort of pre emo. I guess that's what they were going for. Grunge, right? honey, she's grunge. Um, yeah, she's very grunge. They're going to Seattle. Like God, must have pressing like a fucking planet. She's, she's wearing <laughs> a lot of eyeliner and her blossom hat. Yeah, you know, so she's and her lips are lined overly. Yeah, so she's obviously like real moody. 90s makeup. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking nineties. Yeah, 
I hated the nineties. They suck. I was ass. trying to place the hat. I, I mentioned the hat. I'm like, there's something about that hat. And Chris knows blossom. So that's what it was. Yeah. That's a blossom hat. Yeah, her <laughs> I was unfortunately in or high Meg school. Ryan in every nineties rom com. Yeah. You know, I got problems with the main dude oh, being so fucking dumb. Well, he fucked a corpse. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And when that scene popped up, I was like, Dave, really? He's fucking a zombie? Like, hey, you're eating brains, but I'm going to, you know. Mm. I need to hit that one more time. Right. Well, so. <laughs> so here's... That Alice Cooper song, Cold Ethel. Ethel Bridget as an Eskimo pie. You know, I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Right. By, the, by the light of the refrigerator door or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Making love by the refrigerator light. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to go into my my issues with this and my nitpicks. So first off, right off the bat, they they totally strayed from the formula that Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2 stood by. And that was like the humor, black comedy. Um, they he went for something a little more serious uh, it, with this, and so that right there is is kind of a no no with me. Um, the other thing about it is that they totally they stray away from a lot of the things that were established in the first two, especially in the first film. Is that you know very right off the bat in this when they bring in uh, that first zombie, which. I, I honestly, I remember when I first watched this, that first zombie that they strung up in the leather cod piece horrified me because he's so emaciated and skinny. Yeah, kind of. And, and, yeah, and, and a homeless man. And I thought that I thought that, that, that the makeup they did for his face was really well done. And it was just for me at that age, it was horrifying. Um, but right off the bat, you see they hook him up to the EKG. And the only way that they know that the trioxin worked is because his heart rate. But yet in the first one, that's how you knew that they that 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 uh uh Frank and Freddie were dead was yeah, because like, they didn't have dead? a heart rate. Yeah. Well, even in this one, Julie says, "I can't feel my heart beating." Right. right. And so, so like- and so it it it, it kind of you know stuff like that kind of kind of threw me for a loop. But but the other thing in this is that this uses a trope that became wildly popular in the eighties and obviously straight into the early nineties, and that is the magical Negro trope oh yes <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, upsetting and is as, as fans yes and as as much as as much as i enjoy the story behind uh riverman i like um, riverman the the uh the story behind the movie is that he, he's actually a homeless man and they you know, they paid him and they gave him limo rides. Brian Usna had to put him up in a hotel because they were afraid that if they left him out on the street that they wouldn't be able to find him when they needed to do shoots. And and honestly, I mean, for someone who does who's never acted before and is a homeless man, I think he did a fantastic job. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's the fact that you see all of the minorities in this film die. And then he, you know, at the very end, he's the one that saves the you know, or attempts to save the white guy um, at the end of the film. Like that's a trope that, you know, we should have left behind. Uh, and the long. magical coin. The right. Magical yeah. The, the Mardi Gras, Gras coin. coin. Yeah. But that's a, that's a trope that we should have left behind a long time ago. A long, then, long time ago. And then another gripe. See, I'm, I'm listing them off. I'm it. My, my score is getting lower and lower as I, as I do this, but this is, this is what age does to us. Um, yes. But uh, another gripe is, 
you have to like if you pay attention and you know some people don't um pay attention to these things when they watch these films but you know when when his dad is the 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 colonel um or sometimes the lieutenant colonel depending on what insignias he's wearing in what scene um they change <laughs> but, i don't know anything right. about military so i never paid any attention to that right well my stepdad was a lieutenant colonel so i remember what the what the insignias looked like but his when when his dad brings him down and he's like son we we have to move we're getting relocated to oklahoma city and his dad tells him like or he tells his dad like we've only been here six months so that tells you right off the bat He's only this known this Romeo woman. Juliet situation. If, if he met her the day that they moved there, he's only known her for six months. And he is so in love with her that he's ready to, to give everything up with her, go to Seattle, bring her back to life. Yes, Candy. Yeah. Okay. I'm just speaking in, in the matter of love interest things. Cause I have to have some specialties on the show, fashion and love. Okay. So I'm just, you know, being the girly girl I am sometimes, um, when you were that age and you remember molly would you have felt the same did you feel like oh my god this is the girl this is the one i i can do you know like she makes me you know i remember her you did i mean i don't know that i was so in love with her that i would have brought her back to life and fucked her corpse but well you were presented with that situation (laughs) but you thought you thought you were in love you thought like no matter what anybody said Look, I get it. I get it. But Thank we're not. You. I'm just going to argue. We're not defense. talking. We're not talking about a 14 year old boy here. We're talking about a guy who drives a motorcycle. Who, so he's like, what, 17? Maybe? Well, he's he's got to be older than that. I was engaged he's, at 17. He's got to be older I was than in that. love. And that was the one I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, he's in my opinion. I don't know what his age is supposed to be in the film, but I think he's older than that. His dad let him be a rock and roll drummer because he knew he'd grow out of it. Like how many, how many person, how many people's parents hasn't said that to them? You know, my mom, I was, I was in a metal band for years. My mom thought I was going to fucking outgrow it, you know? And, you um, did. and, and I did. Um, but you know, it's just, it's the whole thing. Like he's, he's only known her for, for, you know, at most six months and you know, he's fallen in love. He's obviously fallen hard and he's willing to put his dad's, life at risk put his life at risk put the whole city at risk because you know a horny teenager it be, yeah I, but i think it's bigger than that i think it's like you think at that age some people are very idealistic about love and you think the more the higher the stakes the more the love is strong you know what i'm saying yeah but like, you look at but you look at it how their relationship transpires over the course of that over the course of that she starts to and they and they flip the whole thing on on its head if you remember in the first one when they when they pull the the rotted corpse in and she's talking to him when they have her strapped on the table and he's like why do you i love that scene he's like why do you eat brains and she says because it makes the pain go away so they flip that in this one and she says the pain makes the hunger go away now i i think that that's pretty interesting i think it's pretty interesting to think that okay if i if i just self-harm it's going to keep me from eating these people it obviously doesn't you know because she goes so far maybe, as maybe to, it makes her feel more alive to feel it pain makes, it makes her feel more alive because she's kind of a hybrid at this point she's not you know up to this point we're used to seeing corpses that are reanimated via the trioxin and they these corpses have been dead for a while whereas she just died 
and he brought her back. So she's kind of stuck in that limbo state. At least that's the way I kind of viewed it is that she's kind of half alive, half dead. She has these memories. She can talk. Whereas if you look at Riverman, he, when, when, when they're in the facility, he, he can't really speak anymore, but he still has those memories. He still recognizes the coin. And so he's able to use that ability to, to, to save uh, Kurt. But I just, I don't know. It's the older I get, the more I see this, like, like once she starts feeding on people, he gets more abusive towards her. Um, at one point, you know, after she eats Riverman, he like bashes her across the face with that fucking pipe, yeah. you know? And it's like, I, you know, I love being what it is. If I loved somebody so much that I would bring them back to life, I, I honestly think that the second I saw them eat somebody, I'd be like, nah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> you know, just, dad, and she's there would right certainly here. be no fucking of that person. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even 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 the point like and this was the first sex scene we see was right after they left that facility. She hadn't even died yet. Yeah. And and they're having sex and you can tell she's just like not even into it. And she starts talking about, you know, seeing this this dead guy get brought back to life. And it's like, OK. We're going to have to. <laughs> well, our first scene of her, she's burning her hand. And I'm like, stop it. You think you're so edgy. Right. She's like, eh. So, I mean, well, like, we're getting set up for this. Well, yeah, she was edgy. Didn't you see the skull and crossbones pin on her jacket? That was my and first time. <laughs> and the snake. And the snake. She shopped at Hot Topic. Yeah. Hot Topic did not exist then. <laughs> and oh, and they were, and they were going to go. It was probably Spencer's Gifts. And they were going to go to Club. Gifts. They were going to go to Club Hell later. So, you know, if you're going to Club <laughs> Hell. Yeah. Oh God! Don't even I don't get like. Started. I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm glad that you referred to him as his name, Riverman, because we started watching the movie, and then like halfway through, when shit starts happening to him, I was like, "Oh no, not Rain Man!" Didn't <laughs> 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 even remember its name. Oh. That dude was so that. fucking cool. He's like my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, I, was Riverman was like really amazing. And everything. I will I will say one of the, the humorous things, and I don't even know if it was meant to be humorous, but I thought it was funny, was right after, you know, when they're in that that uh that convenience store and you have the run in with the uh Latinos and that are playing the video game and you have and you and you have the the Oriental uh uh shopkeeper who, you know, tells them they need to get out and they end up shooting him. When they leave and they go and they get in the grocery van and 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 the shop the 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 gr- convenience store clerk comes and he opens the door and he gets in and he sees the cops pull up and he's like no 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 wait i'll just go with them and then they <laughs> they they drive off and he falls into the bag like i don't know if that was meant to be funny but i thought it was fucking hilarious it was pretty funny <laughs> pretty funny well i just want to say uh in that grocery store scene when, when she's uh, looking for something to eat and she grabs the snowballs. Yeah, always like and let me just visibly say gross. But whether you're a zombie or not, snowballs are not a good snack. <laughs> They're not the way. I'd rather I lick like, pavement. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's all. I, I don't know that that proved that she couldn't eat food just because she, you know, turned her head at the snowballs. Everyone does. No yeah. one likes snowballs. No, Sean likes snowballs. I do like snowballs. Uh, I do yeah. like snowballs. So he might be dead. No. Uh, he might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his grandma would bring them over and I'm like 
Sean will only uh, Sean is the only person who will go five feet near these buckers. As long as they're not expired. My grandma had a problem keeping uh <laughs> well, so unexpired my food, it was it so. was their age group. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's oh, all no. yeah, my parents. Yeah, my parents went yeah, we threw her stuff. There Cleaned up my grandma's house completely and there was stuff that was older than my son. Yeah. 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 That that's what grandmas are good for. Expired. And there was food. candy hidden from the eighties because she would buy a bag of candy. And then she would give me and my brothers each like one piece. And then she's like, I'm going to hide it from you kids. Well, I found all of it when I cleaned out her house. <laughs> uh, what, what year was that? What? 2014, maybe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> and, and what I found with it were mice had nested because she yeah. was the pack rat. And then she had gotten dementia and she went to live with my aunt. So we cleaned out her house. And dear God. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my grandma. You would find circus peanuts that you could nail a house together with. I mean, they were like mm-hmm. they've been there so old that like you could you could just use them to break fucking. Do you glass know if you with. leave Kool Aid long enough, it will liquefy. Yeah, I found that out. I found out a lot of interesting science experiments. Circus peanuts also a terrible snack. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. actually like circus peanuts if they're fresh. Well, he likes snowballs. I circus peanuts. No, no, marshmallow peeps. I'll, 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 I'll gobble a marshmallow. I will peep. not eat a peep, but I will eat a circus peanut. Absolutely. Oh, no. Give me a marshmallow peep. <laughs> I can't have any of that shit now. Fuck my life. Well, in- interesting, and, and I know this doesn't like you know it's the house of screams. Like we don't always talk about the movie here, but. No. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking of eating whatever you can get your hands on in cats, um, we made a pork pork loin. Um, <laughs> and. So one of the kids now now I had I had put what was left on the pan. I think it was Nan. I think it was Nan. I, I had I had put what was left on the pan in the in the fridge, but I think one of the kids didn't finish their food and and put a slice <laughs> of the pork loin back on the on the tray. And Candy woke up at three something this morning and found a half eaten piece of pork loin on the floor with, with tiny little, little bites, little nibbles yeah. taken out of it. Well, they were pretty big, but they were by a tiny mouse, meaning it could only be B because Brenda is twelve and. Beans is five and he's fat, lazy, fuck, doesn't move too much. You bring <laughs> treats to him. He's like, I want them, but I won't come to you. Fuck you, human. Yeah. Um, but BB is like, in, he's that. just turned one and he's like psychotic and he ate a fucking piece of pork loin. And I'm like, God damn it, baby. <laughs> Three in the morning. I don't want to clean this shit up. He's a son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I hope I'm not stealing anybody's thunder. I mean, I know you guys probably have a shit ton to say about this. Because I love this movie Ooh. so much. Um, but <laughs> but Candy and I talked and we have Candy and I have always had this argument. We both agree on on the first Return of the Living Dead being a Who great doesn't? film. But Perfect. we've always argued about which was better, two or three. And I, I had I'm- always argued that I was a one, three, two kind of guy. And she's always been one, two, three. And I will, I will concede that after watching this, I, I have a, a newfound fondness for two. Um, and it's a lot of it, a lot of it honestly goes back to they, and there were some issues with two that we will definitely get into, but, well, but next week, yeah, there were, there were, um, they stuck to, or they tried to stick to the themes of the first one with the dark comedy aspect. And the fact that they left that out of this one and made it a more serious film um, it kind of takes away from it. You know, it, it's like, a theory. It, it's a movie in name only, you know, it actually is. But, um, I have a theory that because of brain users dissatisfaction with uh bride of reanimator, he was mm-hmm. kind of trying to do it again. Yeah. And this didn't get a huge release. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to reanimator, I kind of like just reanimator, but I love reanimator so much. Like for, you know, you, you guys talk about some of these, these childhood films and we've done some of them like monster squad and different shit like that, that you watch as kids. And, you know, some people still hold on to the fondness. Some people are like, Oh wow. It's not as good as I remember. Like, did I get raised on wine while everybody else was raised on Kool-Aid? Cause my mom was a horror fan and she showed me reanimator when I didn't even understand the head giving head scene. Like, What's going on? This doesn't seem right. I don't understand, but it feels wrong. And she's like, Oh, well, let me explain. Um, that's my mom for you. She's a fucking nut. <laughs> Um, and she was really young when she had me. So I was just like her buddy. But, you know, she raised me on Night Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. You know, like I came out with all the bangers and then I found the crap on my own. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't really have a lot of all my childhood fondness are for these like revered films. So everything that I found that everyone hates, like pieces, I found that shit on my own. Yeah. No one to blame <laughs> but me. But that I, was that was the beauty of the video store back in the day. I grew up in a video you know? store. It was like, and we and we've talked about it before with you know the video store versus streaming. Now is like now you know when you're when when you're going to pick a movie, if you land on crap, like you can just easily back out and force to watch and it move and on have to something else. But when when mom took me to the video store on Friday and I had to rent movies for the weekend, I was stuck with what I got. Yeah, and that was so impressive. You had to decide. Right. To yeah, my mom worked at the video store and she was, she was there most of the week, but Fridays was the, you know, that was the, the evening she would take us because um, she always made sure she had Friday evenings off and my brothers would pick some dumb kids movies or something stupid and I didn't watch it. But, and then I got to, I went to the horror section and just grabbed whatever. She would always have like one recommendation, like you got to throw the exorcist in there, but anything else you can get. But, you know, I picked some really shitty fucking movies and I was yeah. stuck with them all weekend. But I, you best bet, even if I hated it, I watched it again. Yeah. I watch Hard Rock Zombies. Yeah, there I, I just want to say there's a there's a feeling there's this feeling that I think no one gets anymore because, like Sean said, you can just change at any time to a different film. That feeling when you rented a movie and you put it in and like you're 10 minutes in and it's not grabbing you yet. But you're like, OK, uh, you know, another 10 minutes and you're 20 minutes in. And, you're, and like by that 45 minute mark, you're just depressed and you're like, yeah. God, can this, can this be over? But you got to watch it because you're like you said, it's, it, it's the two movies you rented this weekend. So yeah. you're, you're watching yeah. that mother. That's your weekend. That is, Plus, that's one of the worst. That's one of the worst feelings that that hopeful anticipation as it as it decomposes into but just you know, self-loathing. You know, I think I think we hit those feelings though when we were watching this. Like well we <laughs> had to do it for the show. Right. Let me right. just tell you we wouldn't have made different. the 90 minutes but you know the thing is, we've been like, "What the fuck are we watching?" My quote was going to be, "How much longer has this got?" Because I kept saying it. He did. <laughs> I do that when I'm like, "I'll check and see how much longer there is on a movie." I'm like, "I'm gonna go out and smoke." So I'll do like three yeah. smoke breaks. Right I'll inside, just do one. You're checking the time. I'm like every 15 minutes, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. I gotta and you leave. go. <sighs> <laughs> David sighed a lot. But the thing is, we <laughs> talked about this. I think on a past episode, a recent one, like the faculty. Um, Erica was on that. I think it was me, Erica and Nico. Um, you know, there was something still magical about that feeling, whether you got a movie that was bad or not, there's something magical about that feeling. Like I have a fondness for that. Even if you got a bad movie, like you were still going to watch it a lot because that's what kids do. Even when you're a teen, you're kind of like, I'm still going to do it. Even like you play a shitty video game, you're like, I'll beat it again. Why not? You know, right. But, you know, those feelings that you have that kids today don't understand. And I kind of feel sorry for them because yeah. they can instantly jump around. And it's like, and because of that, they have no permanence. They have no feeling of like ownership. 
You know, it, it's no. just weird. I, well, I'm like, and I it's, kind of feel sorry for them because of that. Like they and, miss and, and the you know the the cell phone generation it doesn't help either because if and you that's put our a, kids. if you put a movie in and twenty minutes into it you're not into it you can just whip your phone out and distract yourself and back when I was a kid the only way that I'm distracting myself from what I rented was by turning it off but I knew that I was mm. stuck with this you know that's why right. I, I love movies like Doctor Giggles because I gave them a fucking <laughs> chance you know what I'm yeah. saying like. Like, like, like I rented it. I'm stuck with it. So yep. I'm going to watch it. And, and that was me. Hard Rock Zombies video dead. I mean, just some of the bad movies that I, like I said, I discovered myself, but it was like, you know, if it started like lagging or sucking, you know, just dragging <laughs> along, I whip out a book, but I'm still kind of watching it. Yeah. You know, so that's right. the most distraction I had. It's like, I'm going to pull up that book I was reading for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this is one of those classic examples of don't judge a book by its cover, which yeah. is all we had to do at the, the video yeah. store. <clears throat> yeah. Like, oh, this one looks cool. And that's I think I said the same thing about the video dead because the video the cover art for the video dead was so, so badass. badass. And it's and it's really kind of an iconic I see it everywhere. Uh every time we go to cons, I classic always VHS see art. you know, they've they've taken it and they've put it in a frame or they've they've done, you know, something cool with the it. The shadow box with the Yeah, lights. the shadow box frames. But it's like the the movie itself is like not reflective of that cover art. And I apologize all. sincerely for everyone. I made watch that film. I really do. <laughs> I don't even like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. It's so bad. So but, bad. And, and, and I think that this film like committed another Cardinal sin. Um, and that's, they didn't have my boy Tarman in it, you know, and you that, know, became, you know where they bring Tarman back though. And I'm going to tell you this because I, you said you won't watch four and five. He I've comes heard. back in five. I've heard. And he, is it's that the grave. one where he's walking down the street with the, right. yeah, with the sign? Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, Tarman for me, like, and honestly, like you think about the first, the first movie, he wasn't even really in it that long, but he, be, he's, he had that Boba Fett effect where he was yeah, such an impact. Yeah. Well, I think the way he moved, the, the, the actor doing oh, that. Oh, Alan Troutman. Yeah. Alan Troutman. Yeah. Alan Trotman. Yeah, like, like you know, he's, he, he knew he was playing a skeleton with no muscles and the way he moved was was perfect. And just yeah. the way they did his, the effects like on his face. I've always been blown away like, by that. He looked drippy, not solid. The movements were perfect. Everything was perfect. Right. And he wasn't scary, but he was scary. I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Like, that yeah. part where yeah. Tina's down there acting like a dumbass because she was dumb, um, screaming and he's there and I'm like, bitch, run. Yeah. Like, it's going to work. Right. Yeah, but it's kind of a cool shot. And I and I did see I did see some stuff in the um the comments or the the when I was looking up for shitty reviews um, that, you know, people were complaining that, you know, oh, they're tool bearing zombies, you know, like that first zombie, he grabs that spatula and he starts stabbing it. And I'm like, does everybody forget that in the first one, Tarman literally used a fucking winch? Yeah, he was and wrapped the chain and to yank that door off. Like, yeah, they were fucking mm -hmm. tool. Yeah, even Romero zombies were tool. In the very zombies. first, in Night yeah. Living Dead, he grabs Will the that fucking brick in the fucking door. Yeah. holding a chair leg or something and whacking on the yeah people. Yeah, yeah. and then and then you know just the you know the matricide in Night of the Living Dead. Um, you know, where Karen kills her mom, like she didn't even eat the bitch. She just stabbed her to death with a trial. Like that was vicious. Yeah. Was oh, the sound effects. The sound yeah. effects during that scene mm. still. And just like kind of the slowdown of the sound and the splatters in real time. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, 
Um, but you know, this, we're talking 93. Um, the nineties were not a great time for horror films. Uh, Candyman. In um, search of darkness is doing the first doing four the years 90s. of the nineties. It fill out their survey. Cause I already have, um, to talk about like what you want to talk about, like oh, cool. they include it, but like, and then they're going to do the other half of the decade. But um, I'm like, well, this is about the best part of it. The middle is the really the worst. I mean, later 90s, okay. Sort yeah. of. But Early it's like, okay-ish. This is, this is the decline of the zombie craze. Um, and, you know, the, set, the, the 70s and the 80s, zombies were a huge thing. 90s, the zombie craze kind of, kind of dies off. And then, you know, it starts to make a resurgence. But it just... This just, it didn't feel like a Return of the Living Dead film compared to the other two. Um, He actually wanted to call it Kurt and Julie. um, And he actually preferred the title that I think it was in Europe uh, or Italy. I can't remember, but it was, it translated to Mortal Zombie. Yeah, Mortal Um, Zombie. I'm thinking Mortal Zombie. Yeah. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, this is, you know, again, like they could have named this anything else. Um, they went with Return of the Living Dead 3. Um, you know, that's fine. I, I have nostalgic, uh, feelings for this film. Um, and I have fun watching it. But again, you know, a lot of Yuzna influence in this with when Santos, when she pulls his head off and, okay. and it's just the, the spot, the long spine with the head at the yeah. end. And he's, you know and and some of the some of the the zombies look pretty cool um but the one thing i think that all of these films did get right is the absolute ineptness of the military and the government um in in all three films um they just they're losing barrels they can't keep track of shit um in this one they're trying to make these these you know bioweapons uh make these super soldiers out of zombies and it's like I read a short really? story about that when I was. And they have they have this gun that shoots this projectile that freezes their brain, but it takes like four and a half minutes to reload the <laughs> fucking thing. Who thought that was a good idea? Like meter has to go, and I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. not very effective, like is it? Because you need those fucking... seconds. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, it, prototype. You know, we'll we'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I think we've learned they're not. No. And the uh, and the the uh, mild racism with the uh, Hispanic people. Uh, there, I you know. know. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, Peter man. Hey, because all all Hispanics talk like that. We know this, right? Fucking Speedy yeah. Gonzalez, right? It was hilarious. Yeah. One of the continuity things I point out, David was in that scene where she, you know she rips his head off and all of that. And the scene before that, dudes called him Felipe, and then he rips the head off and he comes back, and the girl's like Philip. <laughs> well, she wasn't him. And in the 90s, did gang leaders hang around uh, convenience stores playing Street Fighter? I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't that, recall. That comes like, like I, I'm Montana from the Midwest. We don't really playing, have you know, gangs. We just have Hilljacks. That comes up in shitty reviews. Just uh, oh, that's funny. Teaser. <laughs> I want to point out something funny to you. Now, we met Barbara Crampton last year. And Sean's always had a crush on her. And, and she ruined it. Okay, yeah, I did, but not on purpose. Okay, so we have this lovely picture, and Barbara Crampton was so wonderful and sweet to me. Like, she's just like, oh, my God, I love your dress, and oh, my God, you look so cute, whenever she's just very sweet little lady. And his mom is this very petite, blonde, looks like Barbara Crampton. 
And I said, you know that your mom looks like Barbara Crampton, right? And he was like, what? I'm like, look at her. Okay, look you just her. ruined it. Now you just ruined it for me, too. So thanks. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, his mom's gorgeous. She's fucking gorgeous. And she's like, they're like close to the same age. So they both had the real beautiful blue eyes, the blonde hair, real petite, pretty vivacious women. I'm like, that's, you know, Barbara Crampton looks like your mom. Now, here's the other thing is he's always gone on for a million years because I've known Sean since childhood, but about how hot Julie is. And, you know, then we get together and I'm like, you know, I have 23 body piercings. I don't wear all of my piercings all the time. I have like four in right now, but I'm not going to go into all of them either because people don't want to know that. But I have a lot of them. That's for the Patreon. Yeah, (laughs) that's for my OnlyFans if you really want to. No, no, I'm not even doing that. It's private. (laughs) Private. I have to stop at about like here because I'm just TMI. But I do have 23. And so he's like, you know, just like when we talked about Evil Dead Rice, he's like, the more fucked up Alyssa Southern, uh, was it Sutherland gets, the hotter she is. And I'm like, and you're like that with Julie too. The more shit she puts in her, the more piercings, because she's got like nipple piercings and she has lip piercings <laughs> that kind of come and go. Like, first there's one, then it's gone. Then, yeah, it's then there's two. Gone. Continuity. Yeah, yeah. I used to wear, I, I used to wear, sometimes, occasionally I'll wear a hoop here, but, you know, I, I've got, I'm, I'm pierced in a lot of places. And I'm like, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to project onto me? I'm trying to fucking porcupine. Am I I some edgelord? And believe me, I've tried and it doesn't work out. (laughs) So that's why I was like, I'm Julie, obviously. I have more piercings than anybody who's ever been on the show combined. (laughs) Yeah, but like I said, like it it gives off that uh, uh, a very heavy Clive Barker Cenobite, you know, type type feel. That's concerning. Yeah, kind of, but you know, this You're is into some, some this weird is shit, what man. I this is what I grew up with. You know, this is what I grew up watching. I was watching <laughs> I was watching Hellraiser at eight. You know, so you know maybe there's there's some un- unseated you know trauma there from from when I was a kid that I you like know. chicks who like to get pierced. Drunk Dave had a really weird when you said when you said he didn't hear you all the way, honey. He said he was watching Hellraiser at eight. Dave went, "There's eight of them." <laughs> well, there's more than eight. There's more than eight. Yeah, I more think there than, is more than eight. There are more than eight Hellraisers. I think the the first one I saw when I was four. But I stopped yeah. at two. I do one two. I'm done. Well, the first two are absolutely the best. Uh, exactly. Um, like, mm-hmm. don't go any further, please. Yeah, and, I'm begging Daddy, you. <laughs> when Daddy Bradley, when Dave was telling him we covered that, and a lot of people like too. Daddy Bradley went, "They're wrong," and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> I like two a lot. It's so I, I prefer two. I prefer yeah. two. Yeah. It's got one of my favorite yeah. lines. And see, and that's and that's you know, uh, there are a lot of franchises that are like that. Like you know, I would I like pick- Evil Dead two better than First Evil Dead. Yeah, and I will I will pick mm-hmm. Phantasm two over the first Phantasm. That's um, common. Yeah, I mean it's you know I can't get into Phantasm. I don't know why. And and you know so and I mean I I can't pick any other Return of Living Dead film over the first one, but at this point, like I will I will take two over three. Yay! Can, candy's Candy's changed me. I win. I haven't seen two yet. Well, oh, you have to. I think you'll enjoy too. Honestly, you're in for a treat. It's it's a lot. You, of fun. you are. It's really delightful. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. This movie is not really fun because it tried to get serious, but there's moments of comedy, and that's I think part of the problem. Is like 
Yuzna wants to do this serious love story. Like I said, I think he was trying to recapture or or expound upon what he was doing in Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. And so, you know, we got more of like a serious love story. We get to sort of fan the flames ending. Um, you know, these tragic lovers die together, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, if you weren't a fucking dumbass in the first anyway, but yeah, it didn't need to <laughs> happen. Yeah. None of this needed to happen. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I got a piece of trivia that says that Brian Yuzna um said that Trimar did not require the film to have the same actors or even have the same comedic elements. Yep. What Trimark actually required was that the zombies, including Julie, crave and eat brains. And that's they the also wanted them to have trioxin in it. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing they cared about coming forward with. Now, now I will say that he he did try to get um James Karen. He did try to get um Don Kalfa um, to to come back. Um both of them declined. Um mm-hmm. and funnily enough, um that's too bad. I love James Karen. The the character of Kurt was almost played by Paul Rudd. Wow. Could you James imagine an Ant- Ant- movie? No, I'm kidding. Could could you imagine Ant Man? That would have been a I imagine, I could imagine Paul Rudd in it. I, I could too. I could too. Yeah. Um, he was too busy doing Legend of Zelda commercials at this time. Uh, <laughs> <he was laughs> and precious. Mac and me. Right? Oh, yeah. oh my was, God, I love Mac and me. The Mac and me thing where he was like, here's no. a clip of my new movie. And it's just, it was always the kid in the wheelchair the flying wheelchair. off, which is hilarious. And it shouldn't yes. be. It should <laughs> not be funny, but it's hilarious. And Mr. Oh, Eastman Peter famously be. covered it in uh, on the gauntlet, which is season 12. Yeah. Um, yes. You're interested in seeing something really hilarious. Um, but yeah, like I just I could pretty see nice. <laughs> pretty nice. He would have had that that 90s haircut that Kurt has. And you know, we, we gotta think about like let's think about 1993. Um several of us were in high school mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. almost in high school. And uh I mean I was I was a, I was a freshman, but it was like the worst time. Like music sucked. I'm not a grunge fan. Fashion was ugly in the 90s. I preferred the 80s and I didn't dress typical 80s. I was kind of like the bad chick in the 80s, like the leather gloves that are half <laughs> the fingers cut out and like the ripped jeans and like the, you know, heavy metal T-shirt, like an Alice Cooper shirt that's like ripped on one side or something. Yeah, like that kind of fashion of the 90s. I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do here. This is ugly. So, you know, they're cashing in on you know, before Kurt Cobain has committed suicide. All the big music's coming out of Seattle. So, of course, they're gonna, he's going to run away and be a drummer in seattle and i'm just like this could this be more 90s like this is the worst thing that ever happens god yeah it, it, that was the most punishment for me it's like oh god the 90s oh, oh no. <laughs> i love the 90s i hated them they were just it was just an awful time for music it was an awful time for oh, everything no, we went no. through a big slump horror just got really horror. sterilized yeah sucked although i mean there are some there are I, a couple I, examples in the mouth of madness is one of in my the mouth of madness uh, candy man um event horizon which was much later mm-hmm. um oh, that was after i was out of high school um you know later 90s we did scream uh, my senior year um screams okay the first one's pretty good i mean it's got rose mcgowan in it and it's got um you know matthew lillard i'll take it but i don't like what scream made horror happen what made it was bad for a while because of scream anyway right. So like the nineties were like the worst when the two thousands hit. I'm in my twenties. I'm like, oh, music's good again, and fashion is pretty cool, and like I'm digging it. Yeah, so like this, this just kind of brought out that hatred I had for specifically nineteen ninety three. 
Yeah. I really hated that. That was like the worst year of the nineties for me. And like this, this movie traumatized me. <laughs> well, speaking of traumatizing, do you guys want to hear some shitty reviews? Sure. Yeah, and, and I will say really quickly, normally I reach out on all of our social media, which I did not do. I, I was in the hospital on Saturday and I just got, di- I got diagnosed with diabetes. Um, I've had like this really bad infection. I'm feeling much better, much better as of today. Um, but, you know, I've had to do a lot of changes, so I did not reach out on social media. And I apologize for that, because usually everybody who responds to us on social media, thank you very much, guys, for doing that, um, usually has some great reviews for us. And so I didn't do that. And so I don't have any ammunition to counteract that. We're going to have to do that in our reviews if if it's possible. No. Well, I do. I, I will give a shout out to uh, my buddy, Rob, the cinema drunkie, because this is one of those movies that we both shared a, a mutual love for. Um, I remember you guys talking about it. And and I hope I'm, you know, if he's listening, I hope I'm not breaking your heart, buddy, um, by <laughs> disparaging some some things about this film. But, um, you know, my tastes uh, over the last 30 years have changed. So um, it's, it's still. I think I'm influential on you. And you are kind of influential. You point out some of the things that, that maybe I don't want to see. Um, in 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 defense, but but you 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 do make some valid points. Um, Crystal. <laughs> that was very fitting. So first off, Rotten Tomato scores, the critics gave it 55% and the audience gave it 40%. Oh, so it's like um, this more as, as I, as I said, um, prior to recording this, there were a ton of shitty reviews. Um, but a lot of them were very serious. So I had to go through and, and pick the uh, needles in the haystack that were actually kind of humorous. Um, Cause nobody wants it to was hear struggling. Nobody wants to hear serious reviews. That's no fun. Um, <laughs> so our first one comes from the aptly named Jeff Poot. <laughs> and he, he says, I guess this is a zombie movie. This is worse than the time I got diarrhea at Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> They they have really nice bathrooms. Um, My kids have all these memes uh, really quickly. And one of them, you know, because memes now are like not just pictures. They're like on TikTok or something. And one's like um, on TikTok, uh, my daughter sent to me. She's like, everyone, they just found they put Lexus in the air at Barnes and Noble because everybody (laughs) apparently has diarrhea there. And and I told Candy, it's because every Barnes and Noble has a Starbucks and the smell, like the second you smell that coffee, coffee. my my insides just start moving. So that's uh, because I eat eight of those fucking uh, uh, cake pops. Cake pops. Cake yeah, pops. Oh, yeah. Have. That'll, That'll do, do it. Goddamn. <laughs> those things are crack. <laughs> um, our next one comes from Jim. He gives us a third person review. Um, Once upon a time, a young Jim was super interested in this film. Blame the poster designer. Upon <laughs> seeing it, then seeing it again decades later, his opinion is thus. Everyone in this movie is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, My name says uh, this movie sucks rotten sack. (laughs) Rotten sack. That's it. That's the review. Um, Worst worst date ever. (laughs) 
Just Just Stillmaker says, does Brian Usna know he can make movies that aren't boring? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, Dave, this one's for you. This is from Murph and Turf. Ah, the early 90s, when a street gang would attempt to murder you for hindering their high score on an arcade game. Yeah, was, <laughs> hey, fuck with me while I'm playing Dragon's Lair. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. Water eater. <laughs> Who doesn't um, love a bunch of casual racism? Uh, Sandworms says, after an incredible first movie, this really does become a terrible series. I, you know what? I I can get behind that. <laughs> Definitely um, a downward spiral. Yeah. Alex KP says, the absolute dumbest fuck that ever walked the earth could shit a ton of bricks, and they'd be smarter than this dumb piece of shit, Kurt. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> no lies oh, detected. my God. <laughs> the dumbest but fuck ever. <laughs> that, I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. That's kind of close to what I plan to say for my review. So, <laughs> building material related, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carter Ludwig says, "I, for one, trust the U.S. to do their horrible Geneva Convention breaking experiments with complete responsibility." <laughs> um. Gucci Mango says, interesting turn for the franchise, intentionally deciding to no longer be fun. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an interesting direction, sure. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, Eli said, he was literally still inside her, and she brought up the dead guy. That is insane. <laughs> Very true. Well, you like some freaky chicks. You'd probably be into it. Uh, and Candy, this <laughs> one's this one's for you. Uh, this is for Tim. Are they going to talk about some shit that I don't like? No, this is for Tim. You may agree. I liked it better when it was called Frankenhooker. Got any money? Looking for some action? And that's it for the uh, shitty reviews. Well, the ones that I got, you guys may have I, some no, shitty reviews. There's more ones. coming. I think there are more coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where I lie on this. Yeah. My score did actually go down. It was down, then it went up, then it went down to back where it was. So I had to do some thinking. I was doing critical thinking in the middle. Yeah. Anyway. So my review of Return of the Living Dead 3. I give it 5.5 out of 10 body piercings. The reason it's so high is because I do respect Brian Yusa. And I think that there were elements that work for him that did work in this movie or maybe worked in other movies. And I just respect the hell out of him or something. I don't know. Um, Cause he's done a lot of good movies. Like, I don't know if you call society good, depending on who you ask, but I think it's fucking great. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is like peak cinema to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I had to, you know, kind of factor in because we are following this up next week with Return of Living Dead 2. I had to factor in where my score lies with that and the fact that we universally in a rare, rare move, I think there's less than 10 of them where we've all had to agree that we gave it a 10 where it's a perfect score. Yeah. So they've been so rare in, in the almost yeah. four years that we've been doing this. So yeah. I was like, I had to factor that in. So I, I landed on a 5.5. But a lot of that's out of respect for Brian Usum. I, I mean, I, I like a good love story. This isn't it. Um, <laughs> she was she was one of those like, OK, one, you brought up the, the time frame. I mean, if you know anything about Romeo and Julia and who does not, um, 
you know, that was a really quickie, their young romance kind of thing. So they had tried to have that element of that, you know, especially when he wanted to go with the, the title of Kurt and Julie. One, okay, like it's 1993 and you want to name your main character Kurt and he wants to go to Seattle and play in a band. Okay, you're a little heavy handed there, bud. <laughs> I mean, was there a famous band from Seattle with a guy named Kurt in it in 1993? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, I think it's ringing a bell, like maybe Nirvana. I don't know. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so that was dumb, and his hair's dumb. I hated that haircut. Every fucking white guy in 1993 yeah. had that fucking haircut, especially if you were like 20 and under. And every douchebag that ever hit on me in 1993 <laughs> had that fucking haircut. And um, it's like yeah. it, it's a no for me. I was always so jealous I could never get my hair to do that, and now I'm so grateful. <laughs> grateful because you know what? And, and I will tell you this, Dave. In the eighties, I have very, very fine, very, very straight hair. You guys have seen how long my hair is, and it's really, really straight. I could never get big hair in the eighties, and I'm so glad now. I was yeah. at the time; it was the coolest thing, and I felt so stupid because I couldn't get big bangs or get big teased hair. It wouldn't work. Now I'm like, Haha, my pictures aren't stupid like yours. Man, you want to see teased hair? Look at my high school uh, yearbook, 1983. That 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 hair is abused. It's not just teased; it's fucking abused. I'm so grateful <laughs> there wasn't. I'm so grateful there wasn't social media back then. Yes, but you know, you know, I have a picture with Sean with this fucking haircut. Yeah, and Sean had this this haircut that Kurt has, and Julie, you know, she was your typical edgy nineteen ninety three chick, had the little glasses, you know, wore a leather jacket, but like some fishnets under her little booty shorts, and it's like (laughs) she was, and that color of red hair. That chick, that chicks would dye their hair that specific color of red. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just such like a little, like somebody looked at the catalog in Delia's and just was like, here we go. Here's how I am just coming back with Delia's. <laughs> I, I always wanted stuff from Delia's, but I grew up in poverty, so I never got anything from Delia's. And I'm Me not neither. Really I'm too fat. Ah, uh, too poor. So luckily I was saved from being fashion traumatic by, by being poor. Um, but anyway, so like it's just so like over the top it, and that the, those moments take me out. I know it's a little time capsule for some people. Maybe it warms the cockles of their heart. But for me, I'm just like vomit, <laughs> vomit. And and the love story. I'm like, OK, there's moments where I buy it. Like, OK, grief makes you do weird things. And, it is, and it's amazing because there was a 2018 film. I seem to remember something about there being somebody's head hitting a post and there was a grief thing in it. You guys, is this ringing bells? Maybe hereditary? Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Way better film about grief and light poles and heads hitting them. Anyway, so like, you know, he's so aggrieved, you know, and I did argue that like, okay, so they're in love. They think they're in love. They're dumb. They're 17 or something. 18, maybe, maybe. I'll give him maybe on 18. But if his dad can make him move with him, he's got to be under 18. I mean, come on. Like, that's old enough to like drive a motorcycle or something. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Not that important. I just keep stressing on these stupid fucking details because it's the stupid details that keep me from being invested in this. I want to like it. I want to be nicer, but it's, I just keep finding the mean things. Anyway, so like the, the love story, I just try to stay invested in it as much as I can. He's into this edgy, weird chick. And obviously he's got some weird shit going on. If like he could be like, I can't believe you're eating brains. Please stop it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, let me tap that shit. I mean, you gotta <laughs> imagine like that can't feel good. 
this is a literally dead woman. Like, what's going on down there? I was a little curious as a woman because there are certain things need to happen during sex. And Miss Nurse over here knows what I'm talking about. How yes, is this happening? And I she's clearly got into it earlier. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you don't never want to be lewd. That's that's a that's a it's got to be a little moisture issues. Yeah, and 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 yeah, like I I don't know, I don't know. And she didn't seem to like him in bed when we first saw her when she was alive, and then when she's dead, she's not even caring at all. Like I guess go to town. I'm dead. I don't give a fuck. I keep going (laughs) numb in places. I mean, just do what you're gonna do. So he's okay with that. I just I just don't know what you have to do. What do you have Are to you do? Through the end? <laughs> and then there's you know, like yeah, he you know, Sean pointed out that like, yeah, he gets abusive. Like, but I liked you the way that you were before. Then why the fuck did you bring her back from the dead, you dumbass? <laughs> Go home to your dad, okay? Get over it. You're gonna meet another chick in like six months. Yeah. In like, Oklahoma City of all places. Oh god. <laughs> Frightening. I don't know. I, I've only been to Oklahoma once, and that's enough for me. <laughs> But yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't make this too high, but I didn't want to go any lower than five point five. It, it it is a solid effort. It is an actual movie. There is a story in it. Um, I appreciate the attempt at a love story, and I like Brian Usna. So there are extra some points and some half points in there for those specific things. But five point five out of ten. Body piercing. Sorry for going on so long. I hate the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be quick. Uh, I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10 uh, leather cod pieces on zombies. <laughs> I, I had a t- it was between that or a telephone pole. Um, I, <laughs> 14 year old me probably would have given this a nine, 9.5. Um, I have, and that's okay. And, and that's okay. I've, I've sobered up since then. Um, I, uh, you know, I mean, weird chicks, though. still in a weird chicks. There, there are things about this film that I, that I do love uh i do have fun watching this film i don't think that'll ever go away at least i hope it doesn't um but you know it it does have a lot of flaws uh especially when you look at the franchise as a whole um but you know you're right kurt like i i definitely could have i i definitely would have preferred a paul rudd version of this Uh, and 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 it's you know i mean it, the movie is what it is you know we talked about the tropes and the the covert racism in it um but you know i do see like you know the fact that she doesn't turn on him and she almost becomes his protector in this when you know when they're in the sewers and you know you have the the uh the gang trying to get to him and she ends up you know taking care of santos and then you know of course the rest of it you know kind of ends up how it is but but then she kills riverman and that kind of changes things for him because riverman was the one the only person that was really trying to to help um you know leading all the way up to his dad's trying to save him and he's like nah fuck you you know we're just we're just gonna go over here and burn ourselves because well, it's, he had it's a little it. late yeah yeah because it's a little late for me um but you know that that incinerator incinerator scene doesn't hold a candle to the incinerator scene in the first film which in a in a whole film of like horror comedy was like one of those moments where you're just like oh fuck yeah i I started to tear up when was playing and shit i'm like oh my god yeah you know this wedding ring the ring on there on the squid yeah yeah and And so aaron too sells it he sells it and so if you're if you're yeah. trying to 
recreate that or try to get that same feeling, you went about it the total wrong way because it just did not did not have that same feeling. But the love story. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But but you know, I I love this film. Um it it is fun for me and I have a lot of fun with it. So six point five out of ten leather cod pieces. Okay, who would like to go next? Sure, sure. I'll go. Uh, oh, uh, oh, I apologize. Uh, for me, I'm sorry, but I'm only going to give this two out of ten. How much longer <laughs> this movie got? Uh, the two things that I did enjoy, uh, the sound that she makes when she hits that telephone pole was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, the zombie that came out of the tank, the, the first one, when it kind of rips its own skull out of its shoulder, that was a pretty cool effect. I kind of dug Steve that. Johnson moment. Yeah. But, you know, I think this movie would have done a lot better if they'd just given up on trying to connect it to Return of the Living Dead and just made it its own movie. You know, do, do it. We don't need the trioxin and all that. Um, because to try to to try to connect this to re- the original Return of the Living Dead, in the words of uh, Aretha Franklin in the Blues Brothers movie, don't you blaspheme in here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. Really? That's all you got. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Uh, For me, it's four out of 10. Rain Man saves the day. Um, (laughs) It was bad when I can't even get a character's name right in in the movie. But there are a couple of things that I wanted to point out. And one of the things for me was when Julie's like face down in the water, dead. Like we know she's already dead, but you know, they think she's dead, dead. And he flips her over and it's something I pointed out to Dave last night. They indicate that she's not breathing because they put purple lipstick on her. And they didn't even do it all the way around. So you've got purple <laughs> lipstick. And it's going to coming off. Right. You got the butthole lip going on. Candy can attest. That's what it's called. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. The butthole lip. Um <laughs> And then watching the movie, like the scratches on Kurt's forehead took me forever to figure out how he got those. Completely forgot he got those in the motorcycle accident. I was like, why do you got this scratch on your head? Um, and his haircut changed partway through this movie. It did. <laughs> and it wasn't samurai cop change. It was this <laughs> shit change. Um, <laughs> And I kept trying to figure out, and I kept asking Dave this, the whole movie, trying to figure out what the band's name is on Kirk's shirt. I was more more intrigued about that. Than the movie. <laughs> like, what? I stared at it for a really long time, and I've never been able to figure it out any time I've watched this film, which hasn't I been in a million years. No, I, I can't tell what, what the band is. And then Julie's red hair, we actually deemed as re-re-red because Rihanna went that red. And my sister decided to do that um, the week of my first wedding. Um, and so that's what she looks like in all the pictures. And it ain't a good look. Uh, <laughs> Julie's okay with it, I guess. But Riri Red is not for everybody. No, um, but it was very 1993. Do you know what I was saying? Like a lot of the edgy mm-hmm. girls had that exact color of red. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Manic panic, vampire red, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, panic. I always call it period blood red. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, four out of ten, Rain Man saves the day. All right. I can't believe he rated higher than Dave. That's interesting. That is, yeah. I saw him write his little score That's down, different. and I was like, for real? <laughs> okay, uh, Erica. Okay, so, yeah, I'm actually going with um, know, 6.5 out of 10 um, insufferably dumbass boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah, it's yeah. like, no. I, I, I think I liked it like better than when I first saw it went on the revisit, but there were certain things that, yeah, you know, still bothered me to an extent. Like I felt like the pacing had problems, you know, throughout most of the film in some way or other, not that there weren't some uh, stylish things about it or some effective moments. And like for the budget some of the zombies were kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I even even when I first saw it, I thought this movie seems like a little racist. I I just like this the yeah. depiction of the the people of color. Yeah, R- Riverman was cool, but it's one of those things where it's like now that you know that whole magic Negro thing is like a lot more obvious than when I first watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as my complaints, like damn, Kurt is the biggest fucking dumbass. He is too <laughs> stupid to live. <laughs> I don't know how he made it like that far through the film without dying. Like he was just the literal worst. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I really think, you know, Melinda Clark does kind of carry this whole movie, honestly, like mm-hmm. she probably gives the best performance. She Talk is like super, you know, super cool looking when she starts with her, her self harm regimen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> self harm regiment. I'm into a little bit of self harm myself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can see why why she is you know kind of an iconic um, character, or at least has like a cult following, uh, cult fan base. But um, I think the movie itself just isn't. It's not a masterpiece. I'll put it that way. No. Yeah, I think I, I feel like like you said it. You know, it suffers from from the uh it stutters a lot like like you mm-hmm. you, you feel like it's starting to pick up its pace and then it kind of slows down a little bit and then it picks up yeah. and then it slows mm-hmm. down and i think that if we didn't have to wait an hour and 10 hour 15 minutes until we got to that self-harm regiment you know if if she would have gotten mm-hmm. into that maybe a half hour in you know if they would have moved that along a little a little quicker and we would have been able to see more i mean you know yeah. when you look at when you look mm-hmm. at the the original Romero trilogy, right? And you look at the zombie apocalypse or the outbreak, or whatever you want to call it, it goes from small to bigger to big, or, or bigger to to biggest. You know where they they've infected, you know the entire world as far as we know in Day of the Dead, and in this you know in this franchise it it, it seems to do the opposite of that, mm-hmm. and it's and it's, it's like it gets smaller and smaller and. So like they don't even reference really the first two movies in this. The only thing, you know, honestly that that keeps this as a part of the Return of the Living Dead franchise is the trioxin. You know, they don't really talk the only thing they talk about is the outbreak in nineteen sixty nine, which I mean, you have to assume that they're talking about Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. because it was brought up in the first film. Which um, was nineteen sixty eight. Which is nineteen sixty eight. But you know, who's who's paying attention keeping track with me (laughs) 
but you know it's it, it just it, it seems like like the like it was getting smaller and smaller so you don't see as many zombies in this film the zombies you do see for the most part are contained within that military facility or at least i should say the best looking zombies um you know like dave said the one that that separated the skull from the flesh i i instantly knowing that brian usna did um society i called that the shunt zombie because it had its you know its its hand was like melded to its chest and it rips its you know bony hand out and um and and i wanted i honestly the scene where i can't remember her name but the the woman who comes in to take over uh from the colonel um the, the like claire or something yeah something like that but the the scene where she's surrounded by the trioxin barrels and then that one the hand with the long fingernails comes out and grabs her and drags her in i wanted to know more about that zombie than i really did about any of the others like like <laughs> i wanted to see more i wanted the backstory on that zombie where that came from because i had the really long like witch looking like fingernails and it's you know it's hand comes out and grabs her and drags her in like i guess if you're um, only going to show a hand you know right make it yeah cool. <laughs> yeah but yeah that was, I, uh, that was sarah douglas she was ursa in the original star wars our, our superman movie oh wow that's right I she looked familiar that's right yeah yeah, yeah i'm not a good follow-up i gotta say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, she was yeah. Superman, Superman too. Yeah, she was Ursa. Yeah, yeah. I knew she looked familiar. I just couldn't couldn't place what. She's I couldn't place her either. I just like, clearly, she's the villainess. Yeah, yeah she was here. Return of Fox she was also in Return of Swamp Thing. Which, yeah, thing. yeah, I remember that. Remember because yeah. she, we just watched that with Rick Starr's right. last year. Yeah, that's also another thing. I'm yeah. like, where where do I know this chick from? I didn't go far on anybody's IMDb with this because. I just don't care, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I told you yeah. I wrote three sentences, so, and I said them all <laughs> within the first five minutes. I did. I did. All right. Well, I oh. mean, I appreciate everybody uh, putting up with me and, and my movie. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it was not as bad as Deadly Friend. You'll say it's much, much better. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave is our wet blanket tonight. Mm. I'm hoping for no, no, no. I'm saying I think Deadly Friend wasn't that bad, was it? Yeah, it's that bad. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. And our, you know, as you guys know, we our little kitten, the one we were just talking about, um, that we're going earlier. Uh, you know, um, it BB. <laughs> He's BB. You know that song they play with him. BB, BB, BB. He's oh, that's no. where his name comes from. He's BB. Literally two Bs. So when the vet sends me stuff, it's like BB. I'm like, yeah, BB. Yeah. And, you know, at least Deadly Friend had the basketball to the head kill, which is infamous in, in, in uh, you know, horror gore. I don't oh, know yeah. there's anything in this movie that stands out. But except, like the rest like, of the movie sucks so bad. Well, this movie <laughs> did have the box art. The box art of this movie was strong. Yeah, with her, yeah, you know, this, this is pose. really good, and it's like she's to die for. Yeah, you know, was, it was really was cool. That was that was strong. VHS art. I like that. I, I mean, I'm a big like. I want. I would like to collect VHS art. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I remember when this came out. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a classic cover. But as we know, there are some classic covers to some movies that don't deserve them. 
My favorite ones are the, the, the Disney knockoffs that are trying to make grandma believe that it's the Disney movie oh. she's looking for, but it's like the, the you know, the, the low rent uh, right. knockoff one, you know, the, the, you know, the little mermaids or they, when they try to like just change it enough to not get sued by Disney. Yeah. Right. Just the, oh yeah. yeah. The, change the hair the color and the name. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> so funny. So <clears throat> not, I've been remiss. I think on the last couple episodes, I, I just didn't know I was unwell um, for a while. So I kept forgetting to do plugs. And we have mm -hmm. quite a few plugs to do that. I know that I have a million that I have to think of right now. Um, first of all, I would like to say, please check out our Patreon. Um, I will be uploading a shit ton of videos because I'm, I'm, I'm a couple weeks behind. So I've got like, you know, I'm just going to try and put one up every day. Um, on our Patreon, it's for five bucks. You get access to all of it, everything, everything, which is our videos are infinitely more entertaining, I think, than the audio. Hopefully you also think the audio is entertaining. <laughs> and um, if you like cats, you'll see plenty that. of them. Yeah, um, we do have uh, like yeah. 200 something episodes. Please, uh, you know, if you're listening, continue to listen. But if you want to check out the video, we're looking at cats where, you know, I'm constantly making faces <laughs> and doing dumb shit. So like you're, you're you know, you're going to see some fun things. Um, so that's patreon.com forward slash house that screams. Um, also, we are partnered up with Paul Bearer Press. This code is good until the end of August at the moment, but it is going to be extended. So never mind, you can continue to use it. It's 10% off at paulbearerpress.com. Um, but the code is house scream 10 and it's 10% off all apparel tapestries uh you know hats any of that that kind of stuff uh, won't be good for like the figures or anything like that which i we just got 125 dollar one of i got 18 of number 18 of 100 of tom savini's disco boy at horror hound weekend in indianapolis this past weekend um and tom savini signed it and he he was so pleasant and sweet about it he, he gave me the he was just like he kind of winked at me it was so cute yeah. uh, anyway Every, yeah, everybody like, says everybody says that Tom Savini is like super gruff, and he's and a he very quiet so guy. Sweet to but me. when when she when when she pulled out that Disco Boy doll and showed it to him, he, he got the biggest the smile. Smile, <laughs> and he winked at me, and he's like, "Sure, sweetie." And I was yeah. like, oh, anyway, but yeah, Paul Bear Press is the shit. So please check them out, and um, yeah, you can use that code. It uh, we're going to be extending it through the rest of the year and uh, be doing more with Paul Bear press that I can't talk about. Yeah. So uh, and they're, check them they're, out. their shirts, their shorts, their hats. They're all great. We have plenty of them. Oh God. So I have so definitely much. Check them out. I could own stock. Yeah. And they do, they do the gore shirts, the shirts that you, you can't really wear everywhere. Like I have the ice splinter shirt from um, zombie. zombie. I have house by the cemetery with all the intestines and the hanging body. And then the knife through the head. Um, yeah, so they have like they're they're not afraid to be edgy, and it's just two guys that run Paul Bear Press, and fuck, they're amazing. Anyway, and they like us. Yeah, we like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, Paul Bear Press. Also, um, Final Girl Cosmetics. There's been you know we've been kind of a little slow on that. Um, that's my bad. Um, I've just had a whole fucking shit ton of things going on in my life, but um, I do have some things um in progress. So Final Girl Cosmetics dot makeup. That's me and Erica. I'll let her talk more about that. Um, I would also, oh God, there's something else I'm supposed to plug and I can't remember what it is. Um, 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 this is what I, I'm supposed to write things down. Uh, 
anything about Nico sticks and stones? Oh yeah. Sticks and stones movie. Oh. Um, that's on threads. That's on X that's, uh, on Facebook. Um, you can find that I am a producer on the film. We are on a go. We've got, uh, cast the, uh, the crowdfunding for the effects team is about to go live. I will be posting that on our social. So please check that out. I'm, I'm co-producing that film with him. And um, I'm just really excited about it because it's turning out like fucking amazing. And the trailer will be coming out very, very shortly. Maybe by the time this episode's released, we may have it. So yes. Uh, so Nico nice, my bro who could not be here, check out sticks and stones movie. And wherever you find candy, you can find me. Because I have a gun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm trying to be funny. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Erica. Any oh, things? Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot to plug. It's just been an exhausting week with like 106 degree weather. Um, yeah. I did rescue a cat from a hot garage, though, so that was awesome. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Do um, so, you have another cat? Yes. Uh, well, she's with my parents because I was afraid my cats would be mean to her. So that's uh, our problem is we, our cats won't adjust. But it sounded like that cat needed to be in a home with no other cats. But yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. But yeah, other than that, um, find me on Instagram at my horrific life. Um, and please do check out Final Girl Cosmetics. And also, I have been a slacker with getting some stuff uh, put on there, too. There's a great neon eyeshadow palette that I, uh, as soon as I can design labels, they will be listed to the website. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I am also behind schedule. On and that. I have all of our new bubble bath designs sitting on my counter. I just haven't shipped them. <laughs> and so um, they're really, really amazing. Anybody who's used them, their shower gels and bubble baths, I use them all the time and they're fucking amazing. I'm pretty pleased with my work. I, I cook these up myself. So those soon, I, I'm going to get there. Yeah, she just she yeah. just made me a, a Nog Champa hand soap and oh my God. Great. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it smells great. It smells amazing. But also, I just didn't know, and I don't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Erica. Do you, do you know anything about a crowdfunding for that situation? I do. Information. Yeah. um, I will send that information in a little bit, but there are a couple um, fundraisers that are both um, endorsed by the victim's family. Um, One is uh, to the, uh, it's a memorial fund to the co op that, Lori Carlton and her family owned. Uh, they they had like a fresh produce subscription program, which uh, although it's not a nonprofit, they did help a lot of people in the community out with free food after you know like some of the horrible storms that really messed with that region. Um, and the other the other memorial fundraiser is to the Lake Arrowhead LGBTQ nonprofit. Yeah, and for yeah. for those who for those listening who don't know, Lori Carlton was the woman who was killed because mm-hmm. of the pride flag. Correct. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, it's it's absolute tragedy. Yeah. Um, you know, there are places here in Indiana. You know, some, in the Midwest is is a very scary place to be queer, and there's so many of us that are queer in my family, just in my house. But in um, my brothers are both gay, and it's just like it's it's scary around here. Like we mm-hmm. live in, in, in like a really nice suburban area, 
But like, I'm afraid to put a pride flag out a little bit because we have too many Trumpers and psychos around here. And, you know, you should yeah. never be afraid of that. You shouldn't have to fear that. And you definitely don't deserve to die for it. Absolutely not. For that. So it's an absolute so, tragedy. Yeah, that um, yeah, that was just such a disturbing case. And the fact that it happened uh, in my friend uh, Andrew Devoff's small town is like, I don't know, it, it kind of hit close to home, even though I don't live there. I've, I've visited, you know, there a lot. So, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it would be, uh, if anyone listening wants to show their support, if you just look on Facebook, at, uh, um, look up Lake Arrowhead LGBTQ, like they'll, uh, they'll show up right away. And, and I will uh, also post the- them to our socials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a link to their website there where you can uh, donate. Yeah, yeah, and I know the story's gotten a lot of traction because I've seen it the last several days uh, posted along, you know, various uh, big media uh, sources. So, okay, Dave, and Crystal, Dave and Crystal. Uh, no, no, no plugs, no plugs. Sorry. <laughs> Anywhere you find Dave, you can find me. Especially now. That's yeah. right. You put a ring on it. Oh, ah, yeah. And that's wait, a wait, beautiful what? fucking ring. I looked at that <laughs> ring and I looked at my ring and I was like, huh. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Look at, Dave. Yeah. I was like, uh, I think I uh, think I need an upgrade. <laughs> on our first date, she knew what this tattoo was. That's that's that, a keeper. Yeah, Aww. that's a keeper. <laughs> I, I just I was I was. I don't know what it says about Sean, but he tried to kiss me at a concert and I shoved him when we were playing. <laughs> We were Dave 14. asked for permission on our first date. Well, we were 14 years old and on acid. <laughs> I'm a true gentleman. And you I did are. have a loogie on him when we were in, uh, God, maybe junior high. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I, I like to spit. <laughs> Not in that way. Okay. Now we... Yeah. No, that's not what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I, I like to accept one thing I can't tolerate. I it's my only like because I'm very big on like my, my manners, but like I'll just when nobody's around, I'm like I'm gonna be unladylike and <laughs> spit. Uh-uh. I'm a spitter. Makes you nauseated. Spitter and a burper. <laughs> fuck you! What the fuck, man? <laughs> Could be worse. Mm-hmm. And I have to watch two now. Yeah, we we we. I you promise have, you guys you'll that you'll like two better. You'll but we fun. did look it up and we're kind of worried because the Rotten Tomatoes score for two was five. Yeah, it's low. Five percent. Yeah, the, a lot of haters. Hey, look, it has a lot of haters because it we'll is not. We'll talk about is, why that is. It is definitely not the first, but you get Tom Matthews and James James Karen reprise their roles. And, and there's a funny little throwback yeah. moment in it that, that yeah. just is so comedic and Think amazing. Think of it. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Think of it like the Return of the Living Dead multiverse. Yes. Nice. <laughs> we don't have any clue Galuga alert? No clue? There's no clue Galuga, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Very seriously. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you can lay your alert down. Also, yeah. I did um, I did Tim Dirty, our, our buddy Tim Mills, who, who runs Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. Yeah. He was on our last show, and I forgot to do plugs. So I wanted to plug him. He he's in our group chat. Uh, he's a good friend. He's part of our podcast network. And Tim, I'm sorry. We Everybody, please check out Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. Uh, I've been on a guest numerous times, and it's an amazing show. 
And yeah. our friend Ren is also a, a monthly part of that show. Um, Ren, who is frequently on this show. So, and Ren will be on next week. So, and, um, oh, and we, yeah, let me just say, we did um, Ian's podcast at the dam <laughs> what, two weekends ago. We did the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, for the bucket list. He and I still haven't done Maniac, but I had been on his show as a guest on both of his shows. He is a great, he is a great host. He does his research, man. Well, you yeah. know, the oh, funny yeah. thing about Ian is one, one, if you listen to Tim's podcast, the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast, the for the 200th episode, he did trivia. And uh, spoiler alert, Ian won. Yeah, he does. And then I feel vindicated. I did place. I, I did place. I was a little worried about going with the car, but he loved it. So I felt it, it was a great episode. Well, he, has, he has never covered Maniac. And see, between his old show, which he doesn't like to reference too much, but he did have an older show. He's been around as long as we have. And that's how Ian and I got to be friends was like, you know, four years ago. Um, but I've been on his show the most frequent out of anybody. And he says he loves when I'm on his show because he doesn't have the host. Yeah, she takes over. <laughs> I take over people's shows. <laughs> I'm so relax. used to hosting, but I'm like, so Ian, what did you think? I'm like, oh shit, this is his show. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I, I frequently guest host as well. Wow. On, but he's, on, he's, um, he is a great host, and he's a great guest. I love having him on. Mm-hmm. Um, Your friend. We've we we've excoriated a few a few movies when we went on there. When we did, oh wrong my god, his turn. old show. We did some hilarious shit on there. Yeah, we did wrong turn on there, and just I. Ooh. I fucked that movie so hard it never walked right again. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. And on that note, yeah, good night. I'm, I am like, I feel like I've been in a sauna, so I'm very moist everywhere. You look moist. (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking moist. I know my eyeliner ran. I like couple colors and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, I'm here. I'm queer, and I'm proud to be. Get used to it. That's right. Thank you guys for being here. I'm very excited for next week. Very excited. Yeah, Good night, thanks, guys. Everybody. Good night. Love you. Love you.